And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week we talk to Vorsp, the only Midwest emo band on Oahu. The average amount of time it takes to read a book is probably less than four years, but he intends to take exactly that much time to publicly read Diary of a Wimpy Kid. His music began as parodies, creating two full Minecraft albums before deciding to drop the pickaxe and pick up the guitar. His most recent EP, Bonnie, didn't have an intentional theme, but in retrospect depicts the past, present, and future. Currently, he's working on his next album, which he says will include the best Vorsp songs that have yet to be released. Without further ado, Bonnie by Vorsp. Massimo Flumian, 
also known as uh, Vorce. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. Oddly enough, you are the second person in a row that we have had on that uh, talked about uh, tennis, which I think is an interesting little thing. Completely irrelevant. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about tennis, uh, how you got into it, uh, where your interests in tennis currently lie. I was I was really into baseball as a kid, and then when I moved out here, it was base, the baseball was a little bit different. I wasn't rocking with it as much, and also and then and then I I did find a team that I did really like, but then it couldn't run the next year because they like not enough people signed up. So I was like, oh well, now I don't play any sports. You know that's no good. So um, my mom was like, this was seventh grade at this point. She's like go to the tennis tryout. And if you like it, you should just play the year or whatever. So I did that. Obviously, like there wasn't even that many people. So everyone who was there made the team. And then I did it seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And then COVID hit. And then I kind of didn't do much tennis. And then now I'm like just finishing up my senior year of high school. I'm so close to being done. And, um, um i'm an ib student i don't know if you've heard what that is it's like international baccalaureate but it's this really like intense program um that i kind of regret taking but i i was i'm very like busy all the time so then the tennis coach came up to me and was like do you do you want to play tennis this year and i'm like i cannot play tennis no shot and then like a month later when i get i have a little bit more of my stuff done so i have some more time she's like um do you do you want to play tennis now because uh we'll have to forfeit every Tuesday unless you play because we don't have enough people so I was like I morally I don't don't think I could have said no so I was like okay yeah that's that's really sad I'll I'll come play tennis and I'm I I'm not very good uh, right now after my two-year break but it it takes a lot of the pressure off because people don't expect me to be as good so um it's great but um yeah and I I'd been playing it like recreationally too with my friends I think that's probably actually I I think competitive tennis is actually really fun though like going playing against like other schools and stuff and like seeing where other people go to school it's cool like yeah so that's that's where I'm at right now and I I don't know what the future of tennis holds for me it's just exercise That is so funny because I had a very similar introduction to tennis. Like I played softball forever and then Mm. my friends were like, let's play tennis in high school. And I was like, okay. And then I was the only person to show up to the tryout, but I was like, this is actually really fun. And I like, feel like I have the hang of it because I played softball forever. So it was a very easy transition. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think tennis is really fun and, um, it's a good, just like social thing too. Like, I like hanging out with my friends, just, like, hitting the ball. Especially, I feel like, in high school, well, I don't know about your high school program, but ours was very, like, low-key. Like, nobody was a professional tennis player. Everybody just kind of played because it was fun and, like, to play. So it was, you know, much more of a social aspect than it was a, a you know, you had to be really good to get playing time. Yeah. I'd, I'd say I'm I'm in a similar situation. There's a couple, like, really good people, but... Most of us are just, like, chilling. <laughs> I feel like tennis is one of those sports that, like, if you get into it young and you're doing it for a while, there are, like, specific high schools and things of that nature that are, like, for tennis. Yes. Otherwise, if for you got sure. a tennis team, you're just... 
just playing yeah, tennis. Just, just yeah. Yes. I I thought that lifestyle might have been for me. Um, because I did I did go to like tennis camp in middle school, um, in like Western Mass, Massachusetts. I don't know. Yeah, I always can never specify, like never tell if I should say the whole name of the state. No, or I just, like, like that. stop at I mass. Like Cause <laughs> some people are like have no idea what I'm talking about. And then some people and are like, like think you were playing tennis in a church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's happened before. But yeah, so I was like, well, here I am at tennis camp. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll be like, maybe I have a future here, but I I really d- did not. But I'll tell you I was I was on like a I was on to something in when I was playing baseball though. But but now like that's insane that like I was doing that for so long because like the ball's like so like hard and like like fast what like that sounds horrifying now like <laughs> I don't know so I never play I played baseball once and I hit a ball and it stung my hands and I was like I'm done with this so Ooh, <laughs> I've been there I was like that's it for me <laughs> happens <laughs> I think okay actually I did want to ask about something um because you said baseball there is different than baseball where you were before so Mm. like what is like what was the difference in baseball okay so the first year I got here I was like the the coaches were just like really hard on like these like fifth graders who are like obviously not going to be professionals at the sport and it was like really intense for no reason and so I like was like okay I'm not doing this like I'm a child so I, I like saw, like I got my dad to like text the coach and like tell him I'm done, <laughs> and and that was funny. Um. So then, oh, and then I kind of got into sailing during that time, I think, but that was short lived too because I kept getting hit in the head, um, with the boom. So I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but sailing's actually really fun. And that oh yeah, sorry, baseball. Oh yeah, so um. I was actually able to play baseball in the military base because my dad, like a long time ago, was in the military. So I was playing on base and um, that was actually great. That was a blast for one year. And then not enough people signed up. And then there were some people with intriguing political views on that team. So um, that that was it. And I don't think I've seen any of those kids since. I saw like one of them at like the skate park one time. I like that you had the sense as a child to be like, I'm not going to deal with this harsh treatment of children on a baseball team, <laughs> yeah. but not the physical <laughs> sense to be able to duck under sails. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's, I, I was an interesting, as interesting upbringing in Hawaii for me, for sure. You keep turning around and like you said, I know you're checking something else, but all we <laughs> see, I just <laughs> want... All we see in the background is uh, oh, yeah, the, the loaded, loaded diaper, diaper van, <laughs> which is a great wimpy kid. Which is a great segue into something that I w- wanted to talk about, um, which I saw on your TikTok, and it is oh no oh wow. oh yeah okay. your your sentence a day oh, of a diary yeah, of wimpy yeah. kid. I know you're that taking was... a break right now, but you did it for five hundred and sixty six days. Oh wow! We're, yes. Wow. <laughs> now, did you have a plan to finish the book and like that was going to be it or will you come back to finish the, to finish the book? Yeah, so I I started it in 10th grade and then I did the math and I I would have finished it in like 
um, I would have finished it second year of college, which isn't bad at all, which is not bad at all. Like considering like how long, like, I don't know how long you'd expect it to be, but like this, cause I got the idea to do it by, from this other guy who was doing Harry Potter and oh my people God. did the math for that. And it would have taken him like 30 years. So relatively I was like making great time. <laughs> like, so I was all, I was all about that. I was like, I'm going to finish this book. Like, this is a very doable thing. And then like progressively um, more and more, like I'd start taking breaks. And then when I come back, I'd have to do like, I'd have to make up all the sentences that I'd missed. And then I was like, why am I, like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I mean, but, it, it looks like a big commitment. Like people, you don't realize how much goes into 566 days worth of content having to be yeah. made and posted so I commend you for how how much you did because that is Thanks. a crazy amount of consistency okay I have the book um that I was using this is the book right here because I I used to film the videos right where I'm sitting now so I I got I never moved it because I always thought I'd come back to it but this is how far I got that is um, you want to give us a sentence for old time's sake i'll give you i don't know if it's going to be the one that i would have done next but i'll give you a sentence yeah. so i decided to step in and give him some good big brotherly advice that's him talking to manny of course uh, of course great beautiful yes thank you for that we're all we're all better for that <laughs> it just like it, it's such a strange concept because it's not even like you're reading the book at that point because it's just so uh like yeah disjointed yeah <laughs> like, that's that's true yeah, yeah. Uh, commend you for getting concept. as far as you did yeah thanks yeah you know i i might return to it at some point but uh not in the near future i'll tell you Fair. why was why was diary of a wimpy kid what you went with why was that the uh, the choice? look at his background Obviously, yeah, a huge I, fan. I was a huge fan, of course, but you know, I'm a huge fan of a lot of books. So I don't, I just, I just always connected with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I, th I always thought it was really funny and absurd. And just like, and I'd have, I'd be able to, oh, I think, I think it's because I, I knew I'd be able to have like good commentary on it because it's so like, uh, rich and like silliness, I guess. So I was like, that's how that happened. And you can tell it's very worn too. Um, so yeah, quick story, actually, when I was like getting pretty into the book, like this, obviously the, the like the third time around when I was doing this story, um, like the one this sentence a day thing, my dad actually went out and bought like two extra copies. Cause he was like, you, what if you like want to film these in like an absurd place? And, and then I was like, oh, that's a, that's a really good idea. You're onto something. Like we thought we'd like do it on like, like at the beach or something. And, and like, in case I like dropped it or no, he wanted me to do it on like a paddle board and I was like oh that's a, that's a good idea I need to do that I never did it though but that's why we have two extra copies so yeah I love the support yeah <laughs> yeah the support and just like active engagement in it to encourage you to do it on a paddle board <laughs> yeah sick it never, it never happened but yeah it was good idea one of the <laughs> there's, there's still it. time it's crazy Yes, never know. That maybe that'll be the return, the return episode. So anyways, tell us a little bit about your start in music. Ooh, okay. There's some good lore here, I think. 
It's like must have been okay. Seventh grade. Wow, lots of lots of seventh grade throwbacks today. Big so, year. I had to make a parody or I had to make a parody of a song for like a uh, for science class like about cells like human cells so me and my friend Cameron we made a parody of uh, Marmalade by Macklemore um, and Liliati about cells and we had a really great title for it it was Marmalade Cell Remix so we made that and and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be a rapper and I'm, I'm going to be like a SoundCloud rapper and I'm going to be really famous and everyone's going to eat this up. And obviously people like ironically were like, oh, this is really good. You need to keep doing this. <laughs> so I was like, yes. So I was trying to like, but I didn't know anything about music like at all. I didn't know like what a chord was or any of that. Like I couldn't play any instruments. So like, um, like, a, like a year of just like, trying to make a song later I put out like another song um it wasn't a parody but it was it was parody level badness so so that came out at like the beginning of 2020 no no beginning of 2019 and then I really didn't know where to take music so that's when I started making Minecraft parodies um obvious as one does right I made two whole albums of that. You know, I don't... Do you guys know who Jake G is? Um, he's, no. He's on Twitter. He he made Minecraft parodies a lot. Um, he and, and then he transitioned into, like, like, like I don't want to say real music, but, like, um, not, not Minecraft, but, like, I guess, like, alternate, like, alternative rock or whatever, like, I guess what I'm doing now. So I was like, yeah, this, this guy, like, because it was weird because I guess it, like something clicked in his head that like Minecraft like I, I can say this because I was doing it too it's kind of like cringe I guess so he he switched like he jumped ship and like I was pretty far into making Minecraft parody so I, eventually I jumped ship but oh also it's important to mention that in between the two Minecraft albums there's a couple like standalone singles that I made like where I made the beat too so that was like me getting into learning how to like yeah play music and stuff and then the the last minecraft album that came out was just like the end of that and then i put out one more rap song at the end of that year that i made with my friend and that one um that was the last rap song i made and then after that was like the where the music that people probably know now now if we went looking for it is it out there (laughs) It's yeah, yeah. It's definitely out there. I, I think it's all on SoundCloud. If you want, if you really wanted to go look, and I think the 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 cell song, the the biology song, is is on my YouTube channel still. So you can go check that out. The song that started it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like most people who start songwriting with like parodies and things of that nature do more like weird al yankovic maybe like flay the concord stuff so going minecraft parodies is a very interesting route but it got you where you're at now so we're here for it yeah also it's it's important to mention that they're like they're like blink 182 parodies mostly so um just yeah i love um so that's and then the and then like the like rock music i've been making is more like similar to like i i guess kind of link 182s but i haven't i don't really listen to them that much anymore but um yeah 
it's you could see like the set you could see the the inspiration is there it's the groundwork for it I don't know if that makes sense so how did you make that transition from you know that final rap song that you made to that music that you're making now I yeah so I've been getting into playing guitar is what it was because because I had taken a little bit of piano lessons and that's how I was able to like produce rap song like make rap songs but then um but then I also started learning guitar and I've had, I've had the guitar, I, so I'm looking at said guitar. Um, I've had it for like, since I was um, very young. So I finally like started playing it and, and yeah, but I, I had it for a while though. But the reason I wasn't recording guitar music is because I didn't have an audio interface. Um, so once I got one of those, I, I started like messing around and the first guitar song I recorded I recorded it probably a month after I put out the last rap song. I started messing around. Uh, um, it's called, it's the title track, Low Fidelity, off of Low Fidelity. Um, and the, I've what really inspired me to make that, I don't know if you know the song Dying Breed by The Killers, but I, I liked how there was just like a drum loop at the beginning for a long time, and then it builds off of that. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to remake this. And then I did, and then it be, it became a completely different song. And then I just made five more songs that i'll use the same two chords gotta start somewhere yeah <laughs> might have we might be up to like 10 total chords used in forced discography by now so we're, we're going places that's like a 500 percent increase right exactly so it's looking good good progress thank you <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the most recent release, Bonnie, three songs. Tell us a little bit about uh, the rating and the development and the production of those songs. Of course. Yeah. So um, I was I was listening to a lot of um, Joyce Manor, specifically the album Cody. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but um you could you could definitely see the parallel with the with the album art and the album name between the two. So I was like, "Ooh, I should make a whole lot." I, so I was in the process. I was in the middle of recording the album. I'm, I'm still working on now, like a full length album. And then I was like, "Ooh, Bonnie's also a good album name, but that's not going to be this album." So I was like, "Oh, well, I have this this." this like little melody thing that's like the beginning of a song and then it also has chords now and now it's like becoming a thing and it's like the song that I'm also gonna call Bonnie after my dog oh yeah wait I should probably explain that okay yeah so my dog um from like a very long time ago from uh when I still lived in San Diego was named Bonnie but um she passed away but it's not like uh it's not like a whole oh my god I miss my dog I'm so sad it's like uh it's, it's just about like growing up it, it I guess I'm using like my dog as like a motif to represent that like that like when you like look around and like things are different and it's like it's not the same anymore because like like something that was there a lot isn't there anymore that's where that idea comes from and then so I thought oh yeah so then I already had like three like songs like that were like halfway done and I was like I'm not gonna wait until like 2024 to like make a second album just so I can use this name that I've been like really like use this album concept that I really like. So I just made it an EP and it was a really good break from like working on this album. And I think like each song is like the first ones, like the, they all like represent like past, present, future. And they just represent change and just like going to new places. And I will be going to new places like after summer and stuff. So 
I yeah, that's that's where that comes from. And then writing them, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I saw this Taylor Swift interview a long time ago where she was talking about how she wrote Blank Space, and it's just like all her, it's just a bunch of ideas that pile up over time, and then she like puts them all together. And I was like, oh wait, I should just write every song like that. So that's how I do that. I just takes a while to write everything because it doesn't happen at once. And then yeah, so that's how that happened. So having this concept and uh, creating that, you know, past, present, future uh, idea for the EP, was that the plan when, like, from the inception of the idea of having the title and that first song, or did that come later it was not, as you were it was, writing? It was when I finished it. I kind of realized that. I was like, oh. But I am a big fan uh -huh. of concept albums. I am a big fan of planning stuff out beforehand. But the, in this case, it, it just happened after the fact. So I don't know if people are going to call me a poser for that or whatever, but I think it's it's whatever. I don't know. But it would. I, I think it's really cool when I'm able to think of things beforehand, but that just wasn't the case this time. Yeah, it's like a retroactive reflection on your own work. Yeah. I think that's it's cool. like. Yeah, I think that's even like even more impressive, like depicting it in the new way. Mm after the fact like you having the intention of writing it one way and then yes. having it out and released and people hearing it and thinking of it in mm -hmm. a whole new way i think is really have cool. y'all seen iron man 2 yeah <laughs> where is yeah the... so i cannot imagine where... and iron man 2 um <laughs> there's like this kid who's like pretending to be iron man yeah. and then marvel like was like oh that kid's actually spider-man so I think that's kind of like an example of like a cop out retroactive trying to like improve something. I don't know why I've got that up. No, I think it's better. <laughs> oh, like after the fact. No, yeah. But um, it's, it's so you can tell I'll, Marvel you're better than them. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't wait eight years before I started saying things about my <laughs> uh, my music to make it better. <laughs> um, yeah, and also something that's really cool about. The EP, in my opinion, is um, that there's like no choruses or anything. It's just like one straight shot, like one linear experience of human uh, ism. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a stream of conscious. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's a interesting journey because, again, it's not like the conventional song structure. And I, I, I agree, yeah. it is a very, like, stream of conscious, uh, very interesting way to have done an EP. So, again, thank you. whether it was intentional or a retroactive uh, thing that you noticed, still very good and still something that you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I, I didn't, like, set out to make something where, like, not, there's no repeating lines or anything. But, like, at the end, I was like, oh, wait, I did that. Let's go. That's That's so cool. <laughs> but, yeah. So next. low fidelity wasn't like that. And the next album will not be like that either. So, yeah. Well, who it's not done yet. So maybe, maybe it's, you finish it and then you go, oh, wow, look at that. You have time to reflect maybe. on it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I will. Who's to say? <laughs> but if, if you already have an idea and you know that it's not going to be like that or intend for it uh, to not be like that, tell us a little bit about it, what you do intend for it. For this next upcoming yes. album yeah all right um i was trying to decide if i should tell you the title but i don't think i'm going to i think i'm going to keep it secret because 
it's I want it I want it to be like a very over the cryptic marketing campaign when it's when the time is here. But I'm I'm looking at my progress board here. Um oh it's not showing. I that's love probably it. for the that's say, probably for the best that. that's though. So funny. <laughs> it is so cryptic that we can't oh, even see it. There you, go. you can see it for a second there. But here the song Censored titles. Censored information. Here, so I'll hide the song titles. Here's where we're at so far. Um yeah, so it's gonna be nine songs, I think. Um, yeah, okay, so wait, how do I even begin to explain this? It's just it's crazy. It's it's um it's just about the past like two years, everything that went down. Not saying I've had like a crazy intense like life or anything, but you know, gotta write about what's going on because that's the only thing like that, I guess. I guess it's the most write aboutable. Whoa, I'm making up new words. Write aboutable thing. Um, just your own life. So, yeah. Um, not I like I really like nine songs because the new abnormal by the Strokes is nine songs. The new Joyce Manor album's nine songs. First, I was like nine songs is a cop out, out, but now I just realized I had my phone on my my like drink on my coaster like the on my phone as a coaster like on the screen, which is insane. Thought I'd let you know. Yeah, um, thank you for that. It's important information. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so also the reason I made Bonnie was because to make it like a bridge between the sound of low fidelity and the sound of this upcoming album. Um, because it, they're, they're really sonically different. So I thought the three songs of Bonnie were like a really good bridge between that. And and I still I still think that's true because this this upcoming album, it's, it, uh, the production's a lot better. I was thinking about bringing in like third party producers or something like that, like or maybe like sending it to someone to mix it. But I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to keep it to my own limited mixing skills. Um, but also I did. I do have my friend John helping me with a lot of the songs now. He's really good at guitar and drums. So he's he's been doing a lot of drum programming, but I'm still kind of staying away from live drums because it seems like a nightmare. But um <laughs> Yeah, those Logic, those Logic uh, Pro drum drummers are really good. Um, Kyle, my tried and true best friend. Um, yeah. Oh, also on Low Fidelity, all the song titles were like condensed to make it look like one word, except for that one really long one, which is an instrumental track. So it's kind of like a joke. But all the song titles on this one, they're all at least two words. So I think that's cool. Um, they're more, way more specific. Um, Okay, I'll, t I'll tell you about one of the songs in particular. <laughs> I'll tell you about one of the songs. One of them's called Tragedy of the Commons. It's the fourth track. It's, yeah, it's the fourth track. And I think it's my it's going to be the best voice song there ever was, probably. Um, it's it's very synth-based, and that was, that was different because I used the, a keyboard to make the chord progression because... Um, I the chord progression is insane. It's really good. You'll hear that when when it comes out. It's mental, and and yeah, and it's different because it's my first like song where there's no actual live instruments in it, minus the bass and the vocals, obviously. And I got the idea for that from the ending of Dramamine by Car Seat Headrest. It's just no uh no live instrumentation, but the rest of the songs are very very full of live instrumentation. But this is the only one that isn't. But it's not going to be the single either. There's there's a song that's going to be the single, which is, oh my god. Okay, wait. I can just talk about this for hours. There's there's so much more <laughs> of this album. Um, 
Is there anything specifically you want to know before I get into like another tangent? You do, yeah. Whatever you, you want to tell whatever us. Whatever you're comfortable this, this with. This is your. Us. This is okay. Yeah. So here's what's up. I was like, I finished low fidelity. I go on a school trip to Alaska. I get back. This is like three months after I record the first demo for for the new album, and it's it's it has the writing. It has like new. It has a next generation voice writing, but it's the same. It sounds exactly like low fidelity. Like the, it sounds like a song that could have been on low fidelity. And I'm like can't be having this this is not okay so i just like put it away for like um months months and months and then i'm working on the rest of the album so th- i'm getting what what starts to happen is the songs later on the album are getting to a really good point first try whereas like the first couple were bad first try so okay i'll, I'll have to reveal another song title for this one it was it wasn't until the fifth song that i made called happy to be here that I I got I was like I got it right on the first try and I was like okay this is the type of stuff I want people hearing so then I, ke- I keep making new songs and then I, I I'm like at seven new songs and I'm like okay now I need to go back to the, the first ones that I made because they're nowhere near as good as these ones to bring them up so now the first song I made which will also be the first single is like fully done and it's, it's pretty tight it's got the production of some of the newer songs that sound good. And we, we we ran it yesterday at band practice. That was, it sounded pretty good in my opinion. But the thing is, I'm it's just getting this album to 100% done is impossible. Um, it's my iron lung, it's so, so horrible. Like whenever I think I'm close to finishing it, just like, oh, I still have to do this and that and this. It, yeah, music's hard. <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds like it's going to be worth the like worth the wait for us and like all the work you're putting into it. Very excited Thank to you. hear. Yeah, you know, with all the like sneak peeks that we've got in this <laughs> conversation, to hear you know the the stand the songs that you think are going to be the standout ones. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the two the two song titles I dropped are definitely I'd say in the upper percentile of songs on the album. But then that's the thing. Like I don't want any songs to be like in the lower percentile, so they all have to be like really good. But also, like, I do have favorites, which I feel like is bad. I feel like I shouldn't have favorites. But I don't know. I would not be a good parent. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, that's normal. (laughs) I definitely spoil some of them. I'm like, I like, I show some of them to my friends more than others. I feel bad about it. I like to imagine like it's like a little flip book of like the pictures of the songs and some of the ones at the bottom are like a little grimy, a little dirty. This one's like pristine here. Just look at them. Maybe don't look at that one so much. Yeah, yeah I like, carry pictures of them in my wallet. Yeah. And I, sh- I show them to everyone I meet. <laughs> it's the equivalent yeah. of like mixtapes. Is that you have CDs what? with one burned <laughs> oh. song? in your yeah. wallet at any given time oh yeah that's the other thing for the upcoming album i, I want to get it on at least cds and maybe vinyl and this is also the first time i'm working with like a another person to make like cool album art too um well I'm, i made the front cover but i had a really like specific idea for the back cover that they're making i know that sounds lame but like it's gonna be sick as well it's gonna be sick that's what i'm saying um no, that's uh, yeah. If you have a specific because, vision, yeah. If you have a vision, that's not yeah. lame. 
So, but, but it only works if I'm able to get a physical copy of it. Otherwise it's like, oh, it's just like an, a one-off Instagram post of the track list, you know, but society. You, that, maybe that's where you start, yeah. you know, you start with the, the track list on Instagram and then, you know, you grow to traction. physical copies yeah. of the CD. I'm, yeah. Cause and then vinyls and then. Yeah, for sure. Know, I, vinyls would be so cool for, for any divorce um body of work i think um but yeah i'm 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 a fan of vinyl but i i try not to buy it that much because they're expensive uh <laughs> but yeah so um, big things coming yeah so so in that in that realm of these things that you have written uh, some of which are done uh we know you got to play live not too long ago so tell us a little bit about that oh uh, yeah you intend to continue oh, to do that if you have you're some in for another story stuff. all right <laughs> <laughs> the first ever forced live concert so my friend Hiram one of my good good friends my friend Hiram who lives very in a very isolated house out in I don't want to say out in the woods but it's it's pretty it's pretty out there um so he's he has his annual friends giving party um and last year was like our, it's just like our close friend group um which was fun right so so he's like he wanted to do it again but this time make it open invite and being quite the business uh man i am i, I was like oh this sounds like an opportunity because everyone there is just like probably not going to be like focusing on music or anything so if there's just like a band in the living room, like who, who's really like either people love it or like they just won't care. I was like, that's perfect. So, oh yeah, I'm also in this other band called Steel Cut Oats, we, which is like a whole other thing. We like meet once a year and record an entire album in one day. But anyway, that's a whole other tangent. So um, two of my friends from Steel Cut Oats who also play instruments. Yes, one of them doesn't play an instrument, but the two that do play instruments were like, we, we need to do this. Like we need to play at Hiram's house. So then I make the flyer for the show um, before we've practiced or anything. And then I, I post it and we don't even have a drummer at this point. So I, I messaged this guy who I've been like talking to on Instagram and I'd like met at a party once. And I was like, do you want to play drums for at, on, at this gig? And he's like, and he's never practiced with us before. And I've met him once. Oh, I already said that. But I was like, um, he's he's like, yeah, I'll practice with you guys today and we'll see, we'll see if it works. And I was like, perfect. So we we have our first practice. It was, we were trying to do a lot of covers and they were not sounding good. But then when I started playing the original ones, oh, and Bonnie was not out at this point. So I was the only one who knew those songs. But I just started playing them and they and they were really easy to play along to, probably because they're so easy, because I'm not like an insane songwriter or anything like that. But we were like nailing those songs. So that's how we started getting some momentum. So and then um we also threw in some other covers too that that did work. And then um so the drummer had to call off of work to play that night after just meeting us, which was insane. Like I love that guy. Like Sick. who else is going to do that? So, <laughs> so then Saturday comes, which is the day of the concert. And we've only practiced once. So we're practicing at my house again. And then he's like, my coworker got sick. I'm going to have to go back in and work for at least an hour. And I might not be able to make the concert. 
And I was like, oh no, like everything's falling apart. So he leaves to go to work and then it turns out he didn't have to work at all. So that was great. And then we, we go very far into, into the other direction over there, that way. I'm pointing to where his house is. And it's funny because that's actually where it is in that direction. But um, <laughs> that's like useless information, I guess. So yeah, we get out there. We, we got in there real early in his living room and we rip like a nine song set. Freep by Radiohead was in there, obviously, can't go wrong. Um, and that was it. And then we've, we've kind of dissolved a little bit because everyone's really busy all the time, uh, society. But now we're, I'm forming again with a little bit of an altered lineup just to because of people's schedules and stuff so but we're trying to play some more shows especially supporting the upcoming album so yeah sounds like it was a solid first experience having you know solid audience nine songs is a is an impressive lineup for you know first show thank you yeah also like this guy lived on the most insane hill ever and um so when i posted the flyer it said like message me for the address and at first that seemed normal but like once you get the address and like you see where it is, you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to this. Is this suspicious? But is this a suspicious thing a, that I'm going to? Yeah. I, I, if I wasn't in the band and I'd gotten that address, I definitely would not have gone. Like, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so, um, he lives in like the steepest driveway of all time. Um, oh, my, my tennis match today just got rained out. Anyway um oh no <laughs> um so he lives on like the steepest driveway of all time and like people would be like messaging me for the address who I didn't know and I'd be replying and I'd be like also park at the bottom of the driveway and walk up which was like sounding really suspicious and I can just imagine pulling in and like seeing like this really steep driveway and having I don't know it, it was weird I'm surprised it worked as well as it did um also with getting all our gear up there was like a nightmare. Um, but yeah, it worked. And I, I was worried about getting like stuff stolen because there's going to be so many people we didn't know just like around. So yeah, it was overall worked out though. Everything was great. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Uh, again, what a way to, to work a situation. Yeah. Oh, also, okay. Crucial detail here. We like didn't ask Hiram. We like told him we're playing your house. <laughs> like, like we were all down and we're like, yeah, Hiram, we're just going to set up at your house during your party. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't think he believed us. Was but, that a, uh, was did. that like a day before? <laughs> we'll leave you until you <laughs> yeah, right. showed up with it all was your like gear. A week before. Like if it was, if it was on Saturday, this was on, this was on Monday um all right i feel like that's plenty of so, time to wrap your head around yeah it. but i think that wasn't even like us playing there like was like not even the craziest thing that went down that night that was just such a wow lots going on that night. that's all i gotta say about that but yeah classic classic house show also someone someone came up to me after and was like you guys are like the only midwest emo band from oahu and i was like Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as a compliment. Like, I love Midwest Emo. You guys are the only Midwest Emo band on this island. I was like, cool. Sick. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Look, I'm wow. just looking to get up to more of that kind of stuff in the next coming months before I got to go away. So, yeah. Do you have anything scheduled as of right anything now? Scheduled. Show-wise? Show-wise. Show-wise? Oh, well, we had like some like school events that we were going to do, but then as I said, like people got really busy so we couldn't practice and we just started practicing again. So, not really, but um, the only thing that I have like tentatively scheduled for the future of this band is once this album's done, I'm I'm gonna de- be debuting the lead single on like my friend's radio show, like college radio, um, which is exciting. And then and then that'll begin the album rollout, and hopefully I'll I'm hoping to do at minimum two more shows before I go to college. So yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, goal. That's a great goal to have. Yeah. But I mean, you got the you got the one like yeah. on a whim pretty easy. So I feel like you're going to have yeah. a pretty good time of finding another two. Thank like you. I don't think that'll be a problem. Yeah. You're the only you're the only Midwest emo band on Oahu. We're People the only are going to want you. Emo band on Oahu. <laughs> but it's high demand for us. Also, the other day at school, like the security guard came up to me because he overheard me talking about music and he's like, oh, you should check out our like our open mic or something. I think it'd be cool if you played it. And I was like, oh, awesome. So that's that's the only lead I have right now. I thought you were about um, to say the security that's... guard was going to tell you about his band. I thought the same thing. Oh, I thought he was going to plug his he band. He did as well, actually. But, <laughs> All right. Um, he, nice. he didn't give me like the Spotify for it, so I, I've yet to listen to it. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure it's it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very. It was a very interesting interaction because like I don't really know him that well. But he was like, um, "Yeah, me and my buddies have an open mic night in this town," and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'd love to do that, obviously." And then I was like, "Do you have Spotify?" and or maybe I didn't say that. I don't know. But I was like trying to figure out what his music was because he said he did make music, but I just couldn't get it. But like, I don't know. Is his gatekeeping his own band? <laughs> if you really want to know, you got to dig for it. <laughs> yeah. You got to show up to the open mic night and stay the whole time and, and let us borrow your bass amp. <laughs> maybe your bass too. I don't know. Like, whatever you got. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, that's more. That brings back more details about the concert. Um, we were we, in terms of gear, we had very very little. Um, we I, I borrowed my friend's karaoke machine at the last minute, to to use as the sound system for the microphone, and then I also borrowed my other friend's music stand, and then I I I borrowed a music stand from school. Um, I I still have it. Um, this was in November. Give it back. No. Yeah, because it was the it was the day before the concert, which was a Friday. So we were at school. I was like running around, like trying to find as much like gear as possible. And I like like the band teacher. Like I don't know him that well, but I'm I'm like I like look in the door of the band room, but they're like practicing. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just come back later. And he he comes out and he's like, Massimo, que pasa? I'm like, we're definitely not on good enough terms to like ironically speak Spanish to each other, but <laughs> cool. And I was like, I was like, um, can I just borrow this music stand? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, until Monday. And he's like, yes. I'm like, great. So 
if I'll no probably bring it back at some point. If no one's looking for it. And here no we are in March. <laughs> you have no idea how many music stands they have. It's insane. There's no way they need it. There you go. But, they don't. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Society. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, um, again, super excited for uh, the album that you're working on. Yeah, excited to hear all about that. Uh, hear it when it comes out. Um, Sydney, did you have any other questions for Borsp? So where can we find and follow you online and listen to all of your music? Well, on Spotify, um, it's just Borsp, V-O-R-S-P. And it should be that everywhere. But on Instagram, it's it's still the old Lil Vorsp, but I'm I'm gonna change that probably. I don't know what it's gonna be, but because just because just Vorsp is taken on Instagram, which is which is a crime. So I need to find that person, have a have a have a talk, try to buy it from them or something. You I do don't know. Just Vorsp. Yeah. It's the word just what? The word ju- just oh. Vorsp. Oh. Well, it's a good idea. Well, um, I, might, I might just do that. Yeah. Also on Bandcamp <laughs> for Vorsp. So yeah. So I think that's about it. Catch us, catch us ripping through Oahu at some point. Um, late spring, early. Our favorite Midwest emo band. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that night really changed it all for us. Now you um, know. <laughs> yeah. So. Every every song I write, I keep I keep that in mind that I have to uphold the fact that we're Oahu's only Midwest emo band, which I don't think is true. <laughs> um, there's definitely <laughs> other Midwest emo bands here, so yeah. Oh my God! Well, uh, once again, uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you tonight. It was nice to meet you guys. This was great. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.